This sounds like a bit of a confession, but Claire and I were in McDonald's last week. We weren't there with the kids. We were there on our own. There was a very good reason why we were there, which is not important. I won't go into now. Um, but just to say, we were queuing, and we were getting some, something to take out. And at the side of us, on the right-hand side, there was a family who was sat there. And they were just, they'd been served their meal, and this lady bit into a cheeseburger. And she bit in, and then there was suddenly this look of horror on her face. Absolute horror. And she waved at this um, person working in McDonald's and said, I wanted my burger plain. I did not want these things on it. Gherkins. Who likes gherkins? Goodness me. I think we need to offer some ministry after the service. Um, Gherkins, in my view, I mean, they not only look disgusting and smell disgusting and have the texture of a slug, not that I eat slugs either, but, but they do not add anything to food. Well, that's my view anyway. But this lady got really, really cross, really cross about the presence of a gherkin on her burger. And it just reminded me, sometimes we do that, don't we, in life? Sometimes the little things can really get us going. They can really get us cross. And we can find ourselves acting out of character. We can find anger bubbling to the surface. And then we can wonder, why have we got so cross about a gherkin? It didn't really matter in the big scheme of things. In verse 5 of the the passage um, that we've got before us today, it depends which translation you've got, um, but one of the translations translates a, a phrase, keep your head in all situations. Keep your head in all situations. It's a call for Timothy to be different. It's a call for Timothy to have a very different way of being, a very different way of living to the people around about him. Now, the first five chapters, of, first five verses, sorry, of chapter four of 2 Timothy, this is, in a sense, Paul's last teaching to Timothy. The rest of the chapter actually goes off then into a load of personal greetings to people, comments on his own situation, before he then brings the letter to a close. But if you've been with us for the, the past six weeks, whether you've, you've been in here, whether you've been watching online, you, you may remember that 2 Timothy is Paul's last letter. So what we have in front of us today is the last bit of teaching in Paul's last letter that he writes as he's about to hand over the leadership of the church to these upcoming leaders like Timothy, this next generation of people coming along. And every generation following on is going to face different challenges in how to keep true to the gospel, how to keep true to faith in Jesus Christ. And so Paul outlines to Timothy how to do this in his context. So in verse 1, Paul sets the context. And the context of what he's about to say is all about Jesus. It's about Jesus who will be the judge of the living and the dead. Verse 2, we get the instruction to Timothy to be a man of the gospel, to go around sharing the good news that Jesus came into the world, fully God, fully man, that he died on the cross to take all that rubbish stuff in our lives onto himself so that we can know God, that he came, that he rose from the dead, that he's coming back, and that he has poured his spirit out on us so we can live for him today. And the call is to to go and to train people, rebuke people where necessary, keep people faithful to the gospel. We then have in verses 3 to 4 the call to stand firm against false teachers. And this statement really is, is almost a prophetic statement because this is true for Timothy, but it's also true for every generation of the church that follows on afterwards. False ideas about Jesus emerge in every age 
And the church has to confront them, deal with them, argue against them, and then move on. But then another idea emerges, and the same kind of things happens. In Paul's day, and in Timothy's day, and in the generation that follows, and if you read the, the letters to the Corinthians, you see the start of this happening. There were those who thought they had hidden knowledge, those who thought there were um, these extraordinary spiritual experiences they'd had that sort of set them up above everybody else. And it became known as Gnosticism. And Paul, writing to Timothy, says, you've got to stand firm against all this kind of stuff. People with itching ears who want to hear all kinds of things, stand against it. Keep true to that which is found in God's word, that which he's passed on to you. We look at our world today and we see the same thing. Probably not the same issues, but the same thing we see that there will be those who will try and undermine the gospel. Those who will try and undermine the cross, the resurrection, the divinity of Jesus, the humanity of Jesus. We're in this world that is connected, totally connected online, and we are bombarded, aren't we, by conspiracies and fake news and all kinds of things. If we have itching ears, we will find something that, if you like, will scratch them. Something that will mean that we, we hear what we want to hear. Not so, Paul says to Timothy. Keep on guard. Keep going forward. Keep your head in all situations. Keeping your head, what does that mean? Is it slightly more than just avoiding gherkin anger? Is there rather more to it? I'll get rid of those gherkins off the screen in a moment. What does it mean in autumn 2020, in the middle of a pandemic that shows no signs of abating at the moment? What does it mean to keep our head as followers of Jesus? Well, I want to encourage you today to do this. Remember who you are by remembering who he is. If you're a follower of Jesus today, God has spoken some amazing amazing things over us, that we are his children, that we are loved. Just look at this list here. I won't read all this lot out, but you can perhaps um, look at this a bit later on. I'm a child of God, it says in the Bible, if we're following Jesus I am a branch of the true vine and a conduit of Christ's life. I am a friend of Jesus. I have been justified and redeemed. We keep our head when we remember who we are, when we remember who it is that we're called to follow. Love them or loathe them. Um, Exams and testing are all part of life, aren't they? Whether it's going for your corona test, if you're feeling unwell, whether it's sitting an exam, or whether it's a driving test. Now, for me, taking a driving test was probably the most stressful thing ever because I did quite a few of them, and I probably grew to loathe them quite a lot. But if you're in a car with somebody and they said to you, oh, I passed my theory test, but I didn't bother to do the practical, I would get out at the next set of lights. In fact, I might bail out, actually. Because in order to drive safely, you need to be tested under pressure, don't you? You need to be able to prove to the driving examiner that actually you can deal with the stress of driving on the road, that you can cope with what's going on. You need to be able to keep your head, keep your head in stressful situations. As followers of Jesus, Paul is encouraging Timothy, keep your head, keep focused, keep reliant on what Jesus has said. So I want to look at uh, three areas, really, where where this call to to keep our head, to keep focused, um, is sort of really poignant in these these verses. And the first one is this, temptation. Timothy was tempted as we are. Now, temptation comes in all kinds of forms. There's, if you like, the obvious temptations to to fall into sin, to do things that we know God doesn't want for us. And, you know, it's right that, that we stand against those kind of things. 
But there's all kinds of other temptations that come against us as, as followers of Jesus. The temptation to have those itchy ears, you know, to just listen to anything and take it on board and not weigh it against Scripture as we were looking at last week. It appears that actually Timothy could have been tempted to only preach the gospel when it was convenient. Because Paul has to say, preach it in season and out of season. Keep going. Don't give up. Keep preaching. Don't be tempted to fall into that mindset. Keep your head, says Paul. Keep going. Another area where we need to keep our head is against fear. In our, in our current world, fear can grip us, can't it? It may be that it's very much that fear of getting ill. But actually, other types of fear can now start to come in as well on the back of that. And it can be the fear that actually life no longer feels that we have control over it. We can feel that there are so many restrictions coming our way, so many um, things that we're not allowed to do, that we can start to feel fearful of breaking the rules, of not doing the right thing, of not knowing quite what we're meant to be doing. We were planning on going away over um, half term. And normally when we go away, and I always like to go away October half term, just for a few days, because it's quite a long haul up to Christmas. And just to get three or four days away is often quite nice. But if I'm normally going on holiday, there are normally a few things I have to do. One is to make sure there's somebody preaching on the Sunday and somebody leading so that you don't turn up to church and nothing happens and be a bit of a disaster. Um, The other one is I have to make sure I've got enough holiday days to take. Is this something I can actually do? And the third thing is, can we afford it? Can we afford to go away? No, just very practical things. Up until this year, I have never once thought, will the government allow me to go on holiday? It has never crossed my mind at all. Never crossed my mind. We were looking at going away over half term. We can't do it now because the area that we were going to go to, you can't travel into. So it's gone. That, that, that sort of holiday has now gone. But it can produce an underlying sense of anxiety and fear in us. Fear that life is, is going out of our control. Fear that life is being pulled in different directions. Paul says to Timothy in verse 5, endure hardship. You know, you, you will endure hardship. Now, this is not really hardship that I can't go on holiday. Let's get things in perspective. But they can cause this underlying fear to grow within us. Paul writes in Romans eight fifteen, The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit that you receive brought about your adoption to sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. Keep your head. Remember who we're following. Remember who has called us. When we think on verses like that, when we remember who Jesus is, does it stop us living with uncertainty? Absolutely not. Not in the temporary. But it changes how we view that uncertainty. Because it just becomes a temporary blip. It just becomes the temporary blip. You know, this pandemic will end at some point. We will be able to go back on holiday. We will be able to have that control back over our lives at some point. But whenever it is, in in a sense, that's irrelevant compared to the eternity and the glory that we have in Christ. The future is certain, even if the temporary is uncertain. Today, I don't know if you're feeling fearful. I don't know if that's you. Can I encourage you? Read those verses again. Remember who you are in Christ. Remember who he is. And it enables us to keep our head in difficult situations. Another thing that may have been happening is that that there was just the the risk that Timothy would give up. Well, actually, that looks really negative, don't we? So let's cross it out and turn it into a positive and think about endurance. Keep going. Paul is all about encouraging Timothy just simply to keep 
going. Do what you're doing. Preach. Teach. Do all this stuff about your ministry. Make sure that the next generation hears the gospel as you've heard it. Keep going. Don't get distracted. Sometimes in life, we, we just have to keep going. Sometimes it's, that's all there is to do. We just keep going. We keep going forward. I don't know if, if you are a follower of Jesus today. Um, you may have had spiritual mountaintop experiences. And they are wonderful when they happen. You may have been to a conference and actually you've just experienced God in a new way. It may have been you've opened the Bible and God has spoken to you into your situation. It may be somebody has given you a word and it has just encouraged you in an incredible way. But there are other times when you just have to keep going. There are other times when we just have to be faithful and keep going. Apologies for, for using another dog illustration. I always seem to be using dog illustrations. But this week, the weather hasn't been um, great all the time. But some days have been quite nice. Some days it's been sunny. And some days it's been really wet and horrible. Um, now, having a dog, when you get a dog, you take on the responsibility that you will walk that dog no matter what the weather. Particularly with a border collie. She would literally be climbing up the walls if she doesn't get her walk every day. Um, so when it's nice... I've been out this week, I've enjoyed the autumn colors, the mellow sunshine, um, the, the beautiful reflections on Lim Dam, and it's just a delight. Other days, I've had my wellies on, I've put a raincoat on, and I've wrung my socks out when I've come back. Because it has been so disgusting and so horrible, the only thing to do is to keep going. Keep going. Almost put your head down and keep plowing forwards, because I know that that's the commitment I've made. Do we keep going in our faith in Jesus? Will we be like Paul? Will we be like Paul's encouragement to Timothy just to keep pressing on, keep moving forward, keeping our head? Next week, we're, we're going to start a new sermon series, and we're going to be looking at um, sort of spiritual disciplines, those things that we find in the Bible that will encourage us to deeper relationship with God, be it prayer or, or Bible reading or taking rest and all kinds of different things. And really, spiritual disciplines are about encouraging us to have endurance, about building that resilience to our faith that means that we can keep our head in all situations. Remember who you are by remembering who he is. We remember who you are in Christ today. We remember who he is. And will that help us to keep our head as we journey into the months and the weeks that lie ahead? We're going to spend some time just in a few moments as we gather around communion, really remembering and retelling the, the story of, of what happened when Jesus went to Calvary. When he went to the cross, when he was crucified, when he took our sin on himself, when he died a death he didn't deserve. But we don't do that just in the light of Calvary. We do it in the light of the empty tomb on Easter Sunday. That actually Jesus would then be raised from the dead that he would defeat sin, he would defeat death, and he would bring us into glorious new life. We're going to, uh, I'll, I'll pray for us just in a moment, but just to explain how we are going to do communion this morning, and then we're going to ask Simon if you'll come and lead us in a song. Um, we, we are going to do communion rather differently, um, simply because of the current restrictions. And you'll be handed one of these in a few moments if you're, if you're in the room. And this is so we can take communion safely and securely together. There is a little piece of bread in the top, so you have to undo that layer, and then you undo, undo the layer underneath, and there is a little bit of grape juice underneath. There is gluten in the bread, just to, in case that matters for anybody. 
Um, but we hope this can be a really good way of, of sharing communion together. But let me pray for us, and then um, Simon will lead us in a song, and Nick and Nicola, during this song, will distribute the communion. If you want to receive communion, could I just ask you to hold your hands out like that, and they will pass it into your hands. If, for whatever reason, you don't feel it's appropriate for you to share in the bread and wine, just keep your hands by your side, and um, they won't pass you communion. But let me pray for us. Lord Jesus, I just really want to pray that as we've looked at those words this morning, that you will help us to keep our heads in all situations that we will remember who we are in you. We will remember all these amazing truths that the gospel talks about. And Lord, whether we face this week, whether it's fear, whether it's temptation, whether it's just that, that, that risk of just drifting off from you, Lord, that you would pull us back to you. And we pray that in a few moments as we gather and take bread and wine, that you will remind us of your great love for us, your sacrifice. Lord, help us to to come with just lives that, that long to reflect Jesus, the light of the world, and hearts that are thankful to you this morning. For Jesus' sake, amen.